And that is the same excitement we bring you today as we come back from an unexpected week-long hiatus. I am Josh Rogers. I am Brian Hare. And we are two favorite, friendly neighborhood Casa Negros. And this is the Jigsaw Podcast, the podcast mm-hmm. where we talk about how we just try to figure it out. But in particular, we talk about the perils, the praises, the productivity, and the pomp of circumstance of two black millennials trying to do this thing called life. Brian. Yes. How are you, brother? It's always a great day to be black. Oh, yes, it is. Always. Oh, yes, it is. Day. I woke Hallelujah. up with a, a stirring in my spirit. Okay. He's a wonder in my soul. I just, just I, I just love the Lord. Mm. And you I won't take, take it back? back. I mm. won't take it back. I had more to it before I take it back. Oh. That's the word. Yeesh. That's the word. Yeah, you, didn't you preach recently? Yeah. First mm. and fourth Sunday of August. Oh. You know, close open the series, close it out, and uh, mm. God was kind to us <laughs> both times. You know, oh bless His name. So we thank God for that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we thank God for that. I just said a little Easter speech as as just, a, yeah. as another preacher in Memphis say, "Ooh, don't get excited. I, we just having a conversation." <laughs> <laughs> So you know that's that's all it that's all it that's all it was. That's all it was. That's all it was. Mm. That shadiness won't let me go. God's Mm-mm. working on me with that. He is. He's working you know, on me with that. I don't know that, that he ever wants me to let that loose all the way. The shade. The I was shade watching a clip mm. on the TikToks about Portia's dumbest moments on the Housewives. Oh, she and when she dumb did, and when she did the uh, the funniest one, the Underground Railroad. Underground road, and they they went to Nene's confession. She said, "Now, Portia, you can't be that dumb." <laughs> but it's just how she she it was very much black mama, like girl. <laughs> and it's funny because like your, your grandfather is a civil rights icon. That when I tell you he flipped out of his grave, he flipped out to where he rose up six feet. <laughs> you talking about how did the trains fit underneath? And Candy and. Poor Candy and Phaedra just trying. And she was like, no, I understand that. But how did they fit? I'm trying to figure out how did they how did they go through? And they was like, baby, it wasn't a real train. Like, <laughs> and she was so serious. She too. was That's- so concerned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's not the smartest thing. She's fine, but she ain't the smartest thing. My God. Speaking of school, how has the school you're going for Brooklyn? Is things going? Uh, it was. It's been a transition. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that it's been She's a transition. At a new school, right? At a new school. Okay. That has been a transition. Okay. Trying to you know get her her um stuff together. Um, okay. She, you know, Brooklyn has a big personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. at the previous school, you know, they loved the big personality. She kind of sure. ran that school. The new school is kind of like a little more subdued. So she's trying to find her space and place and how she can 
still have her big personality mm. uh, and and be herself. So um, took her taking her a while, but I think she's she's kind of catching her her groove. Got it. What about yeah. your boys? They're back to school. Oh, fully in their homework projects, mm. all kind of stuff. Seventh grade is proving to be the year of you ain't a baby no more for Josh. Mm. These teachers are mm. not playing with him. Mm. Um, Jaden is grieving his former teacher. He ain't dead. He just don't teach oh. her. He don't teach there no more. Mm. Uh, Jaden had him for two years. Mr. Gray is like a mentor. Like they hung out during the summer type relationship. And Jaden was just, he is having a hard time. Well, he was. He's now giving this lady a chance. <laughs> mm. uh, but it was rough. August was oh. rough for Jaden. Um, we we find in our groove. I mean, I think he, I, I really think he was going through the stages of grieving of like mm-hmm. losing that mentor, yeah. you know, and kind of situation. And so was it was it a black teacher or <laughs> yeah, black male teacher? Yeah, oh, great. those are hard. Those are hard to come. Yeah, out. and the fact that they developed this kind of personal, you know, mm-hmm. rapport made it even mm-hmm. more tough. Yeah. Right. Um. So anyway, but other than that, it's been good. Um, our favorite Clark sister. Okay. Dorinda Clark. I know it was a hard transition, but mm. it hit my brain. She was on the Terrell show. Okay. I, I she, saw that on the on the interwebs. She did well. Okay. She stayed in the pocket. She knew where she knew where that voice was. Mm-hmm. I felt like she had just finished preaching because you could tell she was a little, she wasn't mm-hmm. in great voice, mm-hmm. but she sang comfortably. Mm. And um she did now, it was churchy. She didn't give us no R and B, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> She did reference PJ Moore, but she's saying, let go, let God. <laughs> um, I know. I really wanted her to sing America's last song because there's an old video. I don't know where it is. It might have been on Vine where mm-hmm. they were doing Thanksgiving. I want to say karaoke. Yeah. And Kiero's recorded and she sang one of Mary's more recent songs. And when I tell you she, if it was a tribute, Dorinda should have been on the list. <laughs> She sang the dogs now, and I was like, "Lord, let us get." And she and you and her have something in common. What is that? She admitted on the show she was singing songs and kept messing up the lyrics. She told Terrell, she said, "I don't know no words, but I know this music." She said, "I love music, but I don't know these lyrics." Listen, I I love music. I don't know not one lyric. I don't know well, lyrics. Y'all are brother and sisters in Christ Listen, in that regard. My, and she admitted it. she was like. I know this music, but I don't mm-hmm. know these words because like, she was messing up her own songs. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Well, I've seen I've seen performances of her live, and I'm like, ooh, that ain't diverse. That ain't. That ain't. <laughs> but she's so pretty, and her voice is just so good. And she don't stop. She keep going. Mm-hmm. She make up something, mm-hmm. and she throw some words in, or she just starts scatting randomly. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and you know, the clock. <laughs> so I have a confession too. So speaking of confessions, oh, uh, these are my um yesterday. Okay, Mary, Mary. No, <laughs> uh, I got excited. Okay, for Christmas. Oh, oh, in September. <laughs> in September. Do you remember? <laughs> in September. Okay, I got excited. I was like, I said to myself, I said out loud, I can't wait for Christmas. Where did it come from? It I, just hit you. I, I just like the Holy Ghost. I think I, I, I think I might have been in the store. I don't know what Ooh. it was, but something was like. I can't wait. I think maybe the weather's trying to change a little bit. It's getting a little cool on our stairs. The weather outside is frightful. <laughs> it don't take much of me. It's so delightful. When there's no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Yeah. Yes. If it, was, if it was my time for the song of the week, I probably would have played a Christmas song just because that's how I was feeling. And, and that's something 
how God that's does work in you. <laughs> He'll change you if you let him change. What did Walter Hawkins say? A wonderful, wonderful. change has come over me. <laughs> Ooh, he changed my life complete. Mm. And now I sit at his feet mm. to do what must be done. I'll work and work. Until my savior comes, a wonderful change. They don't write gospel like that no they more. They don't. Mm. That's that keep your gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember all these paragraphs, Brian. <laughs> you, you give me one or two solid verses, a chorus, and a new bridge, and you yeah. man, you repeat that thing over and over. Hello. And, then, and we just go up. Church ain't like what it used to be, though. Mm-mm. I realize that. It's not. Mm-hmm. And we got to just say, we got to sit with that. Yeah. And, we and, gotta and sit I with was it. thinking that the other day, like we threw the baby out with the bathwater. Like there were Ooh. some things that needed to be changed. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we know they needed to be changed. But I think we mm-hmm. threw out so much. Yeah. And it's like, but now we're lacking mm-hmm. some of the foundational mm-hmm. things that we need. And church don't feel the same like it used to. Mighty God. Um, you know. But you know. Speaking of church, mm-hmm. Molly Music dropped a new album. Oh. Interesting. Let me say this. It is excellent body of work. Okay. And I'm going to give it a comparison that is going to be heavy. Okay. I need you to sit with me, Brian. Okay. Imagine Prince and Three Stacks did an album. Uh Uh-huh. But make it inspirational. Okay. That is something. I stand on it. The musicality in this album, bro. Nice songs too. Good. The lyricism on this, the cadences of like his rap slash singing. Mm-hmm. It is it's it gives me very much Prince and Three Stacks like had a baby. Hmm. And somehow put out a gospel album. It is a solid body of work. I'm not saying it's the best album of the year. I'm not. Mm-hmm. It is. It is a. It is an album of artistry. Okay. That I like happens artistry. to be gospel. It is art. This album mm-hmm. is art, but it's not like weird art. This won't get airplayed. This won't be his stellars. Mm-hmm. But this is art. Mm-hmm. This might be his most artistic offering. Okay. And I I know that's a lot. <laughs> it's okay. I like art. But I like I, art music. I stand on that. I listened to it this morning. Because I listened to it. <clears> I was <throat> trying to listen to it when it came out. But I listened to it top to bottom this morning on the way to the gym and on the way back. Mm-hmm. And then when I got home. And bro, every song I was like, there's one song called Rampage. Mm. And the song is mm-hmm. Rampage. It switches tempos like five, six times. The, the lyrics are kind of all over the place, but it mm-hmm. talks about every time I try to have peace of mind, I go into it, bro. Mm. Okay. That that baby he just had out of wedlock. Blessed him. I'm t- <laughs> There's a glory once you come back after out of wedlock, baby. I've really? been there. <laughs> I got off the bench. When he put you back in the game, mm-hmm. you come back stronger. I'm telling that you. was a messy sermon you did. <laughs> Telling it. <laughs> it was good though. <laughs> Talking about coming off the bench. The man of God sat me down. <laughs> he, sat, he sat you down. And I got and back he, up. He got, got off the bench and he preached the hell out of that church. Cathedral needed their Michael Jordan back. And I, 
<laughs> when he sent me down, that was my baseball period. <laughs> Came back as number 45. Mm. So I could get my number back. You feel mm. me? You, you follow me where I'm going? I, I, that's, I that's what I'm a sports analyst. I remember history. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. We have a black ask moment. We do. All right. Let's get into it. We do. All right. Uh, for those that don't know, black ass moments are questions and conversations concerning black culture and community, maybe either critical or comedic. This one for this week, I don't know if it's critical or comedic, but um, it's 2023. Okay. Gender okay. roles are not as they previously were. Mm-hmm. Women are degreed and working high profile mm-hmm. jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, men are more domesticated than times past, meaning they're cooking, they're cleaning, taking care of kids. Understanding self-worth, why can't men consider themselves to be a prize? Mm. In in 2023. I think people are prizes. Mm. Okay. And I think that we bring as individuals a lot to the table. Mm-hmm. If you acquire me and I acquire you, mm-hmm. then we both won. Yes. My perspective, but mm-hmm. I'll let the guys and girls and my non-binary family members out there answer the question on their own. Right. <laughs> I, I feel like at this point, like there are some men out there who are great catches. Mm-hmm. There are some women out there who are great catches too. I, I, the idea of just because you are said gender, you're automatically a prize. I think at this point we can kind of, delineate that to what I guess merits you bring or things of that nature. Sure. Cause some niggas out here are just trash. Some, and some women are exactly. And I, but I think we all have the potential to be our own cracker Jack box. There's mm-hmm. a prize on the inside of all something, of us. something on the inside <laughs> of us. Uh, working on the outside. Oh, what oh, a what change, change in my life. In my life. So that's the black ass question. <clears throat> okay. Let, let the people have that conversation. The girls love those kind of conversations. They and do. I'm going to stay right on about it because y'all get mm-hmm. in a social media tizzy <laughs> about that kind of stuff. All right. I got a song of the week. Okay. If you're familiar with me, Joshua Rogers, I flow with what the Lord gives me. Mm. I vibe out. Okay. And, you know, this is what I felt like. <clears throat> it goes a little something like this. Okay. Maybe my mind is playing tricks oh, on me, one. but I could have sworn mm-hmm. that the kiss that was meant truly for me is leaving me torn. <laughs> How could love be so kind and so gentle and turn and be so cold? <coughs> Why must my arms feel so empty for what my heart still holds? Mary, mm-hmm. how could you go? Hey, around and hurt me so I've uh, tried so hard to please you, baby. But I just came to seem to, baby. That is Merry Go Round. By Soul the Child. one and the only <coughs> music soul child. Mm. So good. So yeah. good. So, so good. Good. Such a good like again, my all time. I know we'll get stuck. Because he had a run. Mm-hmm. And, and so many great songs during that run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So many great songs on there. What would you about to say, Brian? I know you. I know you got more sitting there in the spirit I'm just, of yours. I'm just, you know, music. So is he's my he's my favorite. <laughs> he's your favorite. He's Anytime you do music, it's just it takes me. He has a song for everything. Mm-hmm. A song for everything. Mm-hmm. I love music so child, and I was any hill. I will stand on the music so child hill. Oh my God, my stand on it. Favorite. Some people have people in the beehive. I don't know what music so child kind of hive he has or kind of. Army or fandom, but mm. Mm. we the children, soul children. I don't know. I don't the optometrist, because the man of God don't take glasses off. You don't need to. Because woof. That eye, that eye. Him and Tracy Ellis Ross. Just. Todd Hall. Um, so. <laughs> that being said, understood and accepted. <laughs> Hold hands and look happy. I think that I think that wraps up <laughs> this little intro. And uh, Brian, you ready to move on to let's report some of the black excellence? We're holding hands for what the words were. All right, I think I take that as a yes. We're going to move on to some black excellence in the blessed up report. I hate that I even said it. I I started it. I admit it. I did it. I did it. I did it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're at the Blessed Report where we shout out black folks doing great black things. Mm-hmm. Right now, if you can praise your way out of debt, you sure can. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't end. <clears throat> what was that song here? My praise is working for me. My what praise is, is my weapon. <laughs> praise is my weapon. It was a bop, though. I ain't gonna hold you. Him and Melanie Daniels. Oh, that was Melanie Daniels, really? That's Melanie Daniels. Oh, <clears throat> interesting. Okay, I love I, Melanie a, Daniels. Me too. It was. A, it was a. She had it at a moment. She had a season. Mm-hmm. Um, Blessed report. Well, we shout out black folks doing great black things this week for the Blessed report. We have TCM Cookie and Brianna Browning. Strong name, mm-hmm. uh, Brianna Browning. Uh, TCM Cookie was founded in 2018. Y'all might hear a cough drop in my mouth. I'm going through some kind of cough thing going on right now, so please bear with me. Uh, founded in 2018, TCM Cookie is a 90s-themed gourmet cookie eatery that encourages patrons to feed their inner cookie monster. According to the website, we've got all cookie monster in us. It just takes the right cookie to bring it out. What does it mean to be a monster? It means to live your life unapologetically. My God. To be fierce, be bold and not worry about others. Well, not worry about others expect you to be, but be the owner of your own happiness and don't be afraid to treat yourself. We believe in treating ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, they have several options that include snickerdoodle, wedding cake, red velvet, um, although they are based in Tampa, Florida. Right? They're in, in Florida in Ron DeSantis' estate. My God. Help them. Help them. Help them. TCM offers nationwide shipping. So all theirs located in Florida, they can nationwide, everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're everywhere. You can order the cookies. They'll be on your doorstep in no time. So go out, every cookie monster out there. I love a good cookie. Josh, you love a good cookie? I love a cookie. I love a good cookie. My, my grandmother, not grandmother, my mother-in-law, mm-hmm. she loves a good cookie. She she comes to our house and she buys the cookies. Or I went, I'm going to talk about a bunch of cookies. And I went out of town. And I came home, all the cookies was gone. I love an oatmeal raisin, no raisins. So just oatmeal? 
Oh, Mr. Gibbs. <laughs> yeah, but they don't usually make them like that. So how you, what do you do? Take the cookie out, the raisin out? Like what do you? Do? So the regular plain oatmeal be the hood cookies. They be hard oh, with a little well, icing the on them. And I don't like them because they don't be like soft like the ones with the raisins in them. So yeah. I have to eat around the raisins. Hmm. Interesting. But I I'm love the, the flavor of an oatmeal cookie. So mm. good. My I'm favorite white chocolate macadamia nut kind of fan. That's my, mm. my I like that for my protein cookie. That's my favorite protein cookie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they have protein cookies. Oh, yeah. And Samoas if he's going Girl Scouts. Oh, I'm a, I like a Thin Mint. If I'm going Girl Scouts, I like a mm. Thin Mint. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if I'm being real ghetto, I'm gonna go to the Dollar Tree and get the uh the little uh almond pinwheel Ferris wheel. Is what they call it? the mm. almond? Sh- uh, I think I know what you're saying. Yeah, I think I know I what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, speaking of cookies, again, uh, tcmcookie.com yes. or tcm at tcmcookie uh, on Instagram. Go out there and support another black business. Uh, Hallelujah. Uh, rest of report. I'm looking and I don't see anyone on the sick, shut in, or bereaved, which means that God did what, Josh? Stay the hand of death. Oh, look at God. He kept it right some, on up there. I think some whites died, but I don't oh, know. Oh, a notable one did. Mm. So let's go and spin the wheel to the Billboard report and go <laughs> straight into that. Bob Barker, mm. former host mm-hmm. of The Price is Right, died at 99 years old. And I heard someone say that he died at 99 because he never wanted to get too close to a full dollar. Shout out to The Price is Right. <laughs> he, hosted that sh- he hosted that show from 1972 to 2007. And Brian, I learned that it is the longest running game show in television history. So we have The Simpsons as the longest running television show ever. Mm-hmm. And then we got um, this as the longest running game show. Don't um, Drew Carey. Yeah. Is that the white who hosts it now? It is. I was about to say Barrymore, but I said that's a woman. <laughs> um, we ought to play a game, yeah. Brian, where you ask me questions. Name that white person. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. So because- how are you doing? Am, I, am I giving you like... Their their biography, or am I holding up a picture? You can just literally probably give me a picture, <laughs> or say their real name and be like, "What were they in?" And I would not know. Outside mm. of Julia Roberts, Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Cruise, mm. Jennifer Aniston, because she's in trouble right now, oh. and a few others, Meryl Streep. Yeah, I, I know the Meryl. ones that really matter. Mm. <laughs> you yeah. start going down that hill. <coughs> Reverend, I am. So I you don't know Timothy Charlemagne. I know Charlemagne the God. <laughs> <laughs> or, you, or you don't know Ewan McGregor or anything like that. Who? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Did you watch Price is Right with your grandma? Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Come on down. Mm-hmm. Come on down. Would you want to? Is that one of the game shows you like saying in your childhood? Oh, I want to be on Price is Right. Or did you yeah, not ever you- have those moments? No, I I did because that was one of those shows. Well, I really wanted to be like on like Nickelodeon game shows, like mm, guts, and, like Hidden Temple and Hidden stuff Temple. like that. I wanted to be an old bad. They sh- they should bring them back before adults. Hidden Temple used to scare the mess out of me. What's I ain't the- going in that cave with Mm-mm. that talking thing. Mm-mm. We don't no. need that in holiness. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> nerve wracking. Um, but um, yeah. So yeah, I definitely watched it. And actually, what's funny is there was a person in my grandmother's neighborhood who actually mm. won on the prices right mm. and won. Oh, she so, got picked and everything. Okay, yeah, and had she had the little uh, in her living room. She had a um, what are those things called? The um, 
You put the money in him and play the music. Jukebox. Mm. She wanted a jukebox. She wanted a jukebox and some other stuff on the prices right. <laughs> and it was sitting in her living room, like, oh, I want that on the prices right. And I said, okay. <laughs> it's possible. Memorabilia. Look at it. Memorabilia. Um, yeah, I would have okay. wanted to go on the prices right. I would just say a dollar just because. Mm-hmm. What about you? I don't know if I ever wanted to be on the prices right. I used to want to be on um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Okay. Okay. I feel Tribute. like I could I feel like I could have got my way through that, especially mm-hmm. with my lifelines. And um I've always wanted to be on I still low key want to be on Family Feud. But they so focused on these celebrities now that you don't see a lot of regular families unless that's just all BT replay cuz I don't watch Family mm-hmm. Feud live. So <laughs> I just watch when they come on the BET and they play a right. lot of celebrity Family Feud. So mm-hmm. those were the two. I can't think of well, the game show. You want to go on Jeopardy? No, I don't. I don't know that my intelligence spans that far. <laughs> will of Fortune, yeah, maybe Will of Fortune. But see, who wants to be a millionaire? Because I, I, a multiple choice, I can thrive in process mm-hmm. of elimination. Some stuff just don't make sense, mm-hmm. right? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? If you get me down to a fifty-fifty chance, we might be all right. And then I'm also the one you get me at like that hundred thousand dollar mall, and it's too tough. Yep. Tap out. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Yeah. Take yeah. your taxes out of this one. This hundred grand. Mm-hmm. And send me home. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I ain't got to keep fighting. Because yeah. if, if it get too hard, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm okay. I'm okay walking away. Yeah. Oh, deal or no deal used to always intrigue me too. Oh, with the boxes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was intriguing. I used to play, that was like a virtual, like a cell phone version or something Suitcase, like that. that was, I used yeah. to play that. I used to play that. I like deal or no deal. I would yeah. do that. But that's not, none of them shows are like on anymore. Except Family yeah. Shoot. So, it's not really good. There's not really a lot of shows on, period, at this point. Like, what what is what do you watch on TV? Reruns, whatever Netflix got in the that got in the can that was supposed to be released before the strike. Yeah. So you, I'm watching the Ultimatum right now. Uh, are you watching The Shy? Is The Shy back? The Shy is back. I wrote an mm-hmm. article about The Shy and mm-hmm. I have not watched the new season. I'm I actually canceled my showtime because I mm-hmm. wasn't on and I have re- I usually renew it around this time. Mm-hmm. And I haven't done that. <clears throat> I might do it just so I can see what's going on with Eminem. Cause mm. as bad as it got, I'm still I still kind of want to know. <laughs> yeah, I still kind of want to know. So I might renew that real quick. Watch this season. I'm gonna wait till it's over. Watch the mm-hmm. season, binge it, and cancel it again. Cause Showtime. Mm-hmm. Just as a side note, since the beginning of time, mm-hmm. between HBO, Cinemax, Showtime, and Stars, Showtime mm-hmm. has always been the Morris Brown of premium <laughs> television shows. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't have stick to itiveness, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, it offers what it offers. So yeah. that's no shade, more Moby people. I mean, it kind of was, but mm-hmm. y'all know, yeah. y'all, yeah, you know, Stars has great television. <laughs> HBO yep. for years have had has had great television. It always gets the movies and stuff first. Mm-hmm. Cinemax was the risque one. Yeah, you know. So up, what did Showtime? You know, what did offer. Showtime really offer? Maybe a Nothing. good documentary here and there, but that's it. They gave us Rick James, and that mm. was a documentary. <laughs> oh, a good one, a good one. I need to. I mean, I need to. Once I renew it again, I'm gonna run that back because that man lived a life. He did. That is worth. That is yeah. worth. It's a story worth telling. Mm. My God, that's a biopic we need. Oh, that oh, be- somebody asked me this question when I talked about it. This is a. We are way down a rabbit hole, y'all. But we ain't yeah. been on the mic in a week. If yeah. they did a biopic, who would play Rick James, Brian? Like, who has it? I was just as stuck. I was just as stuck. Because I feel like, 
Because, okay, so I think Wiz Khalifa would be, be a great Jimi Hendrix. That was off topic, but okay. that's who I always thought would be a okay. great Jimi Hendrix because they kind of favor each other. Um, I don't know, like, of an artist right now who has the, the complexion. Of, and I'm not, of, I'm not worried about vocals because we can, we can lip sync. Yeah, yeah. something about complexion, some level of, of height, um, on screen. That believability, believability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I don't know if there is a actor right now that we could say that person could. It might have to be like a no name. That's what I'm thinking. Somebody we ain't found, we ain't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe complexion doesn't matter because God rest his soul. Chad with Bozeman did play Thurgood Marshall. He sure did. <laughs> he did, and I mean he played the fool out of it. Mm-hmm. But looks nothing like Not Thurgood Marshall. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, he looked, but there he looked are, like he looked like J- uh, Jackie Robinson. But he, he looked, looked like Jackie Robinson. He looked like James Brown. Mm-hmm. He, he was able to pull that off. But we also don't have many Chadwick Bosemans. No, so somebody yeah, we don't have in- take us into that. Despite that, you don't look like them. Still take us there. Yeah, um, the only young actor we have right now that's really well, couple is Damson is a great actor, but there's not a chance. He in- probably could pull Rick James off yeah, but, acting yeah, but it, wise, but acting I don't wise. know. Seeing him in that would be believable. Yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. And it's not the it's not the Denzel Malcolm X effect. It's, it, yeah, I, I don't think we could ever look at Damson and be like, oh yeah, James mm-hmm. Brown. But James Denzel Brown. also uh, wasn't too far off from from. Malcolm X either like they didn't mm-hmm. they didn't look alike but I could see it yeah. um, I'm gonna tell you who has the appearance possibly but mm-hmm. would not be the actor mm-hmm. and that's Michael B. Jordan in terms of complexion some of the facial features you know the kind of more fu- fuller lips and things like that I think he could probably be Rick James mm-hmm. but you know how I feel about MBJ's acting <laughs> yeah look at this face like they don't look alike, but I think if you found somebody kind of close who's already mm-hmm. a big star, mm-hmm. MBJ is probably the closest in terms of complexion and mm-hmm. similarities and some facial features. Yeah, but, but he I won't be able to. I don't. Yeah, I don't give think he, he could pull. He couldn't give it to us. He couldn't pull it off. I don't think he. I don't think yeah. that would be the role for him. Look at his face and see. He would have to lose a lot of weight. He would have to go through like a, a transformation. He would definitely have to lose some weight. Definitely have to. Not be as buff and stuff, but mm-hmm. um, but e- even still, even still, I don't think that that's. I mean, and mm-hmm. I'm just saying that just based on complexion and just yeah, some yeah. some hint of similarity. Um, but if he was a stronger actor, it would be MBJ for me off top. Yeah. Then maybe some other people who uh, kind of fall down the list, or maybe some people we ain't even met before, or maybe somebody in some television show that we're not thinking about. Yeah. That could possibly do it. I don't know. We need but one. And I, I feel and like I wanted to have everything. I want snow and cork out of butts. And that's the thing. The everything. documentary is so well done and well told. You can't mm-hmm. give us a biopic that doesn't tell the story. And yeah. his daughter did it. And she told the mm-hmm. story. Yeah. And I want you know, graphic everything. Like, yes. I want to see the needle going into the arm. I want all the and things. And that's the thing. Like We know the life Rick James lived. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. no need to romanticize that. Mm-mm. No need to romanticize that. No. Bring Yeba out to play Lisa Marie. I mean, Lisa, uh, what's her name? Uh, Tina Marie. Mm-hmm. Tina Marie. <laughs> Lisa Marie is that Elvis daughter. Tina Marie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 Let's do we it. Can, let's, or let's Kelly go, Clarkson to play Tina Ooh. Marie. Ooh, okay. Because Kelly has a more, I think her voice, Yeba got that rasp. Kelly probably can give us that Tina Marie situation. Mm-hmm. 
Actually, we can build that cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get somebody to play Prince to show that beef. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And people will watch it. I will watch it, Brick oh James. God. When I tell you I will go to the theater and be there before the credits, before the previews roll. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can I, get the financial backing too. Like Dave oh Chappelle God, and all yeah. that, and, and Eddie Murphy and all that kind of yes. stuff. They would. Jay-Z, they'll put yeah. their money behind that. They yeah. will put their money behind that. I listened to an interview today and it's it is not gonna be surprising to you. Okay. But New Edition, one of their first tours was they opened up for Rick James. Mm. And okay. they were really close to Rick James. Rick James pretty much told them how to do the show. They got the performance mm. goes from Rick James and Bobby Brown wanted to be Rick James. Of that. Well, <laughs> he was well on his way. Succeeded. So if he if he didn't accomplish nothing else, that that <laughs> made when 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 Michael Bivin said that, I said, "Oh, it makes perfect sense that Bobby Brown wanted to be Rick James." And look at him, look at him. Well, Bobby, as a as in in the words of the late Ike Turner, Bobby's off that narcotic. <laughs> <laughs> so he so he gave it up. He gave it up. All right, moving I'm on. Worried. That's where we are. Speaking, speaking of black things, football is back, and it mm-hmm. is black. It's always been black, but it's extra mm-hmm. black. Um, according to a post by Diverse Representation, um, the 2023-24 NFL season has a lot of black folk in it, and we love it. Just going to go down the list really quickly. We got Warwick Dunn, owner of the Falcons. Melody mm-hmm. Hobson, owner of the Broncos. Condoleezza Rice, co-owner of the Broncos. Lewis Hamilton, co-owner of the Broncos. Magic Johnson, co-owner of the Washington Commanders. Serena Williams and Venus Williams, co-owners of the Miami Dolphins. Um, who is this? Sashay Brown, president of the Baltimore Ravens. Sandra Douglas Morgan, president of the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Dominique Leach, president of the Denver Broncos. Kevin Warren, president of Chicago Bears. Jason Wright, president of the Washington Commanders. Todd Bowles, head coach for the Bucks. Michael mm-hmm. McDaniel, head coach for the Dolphins. Um, D'Amico, D'Amico. D'Amico, that's a black name. D'Amico, I had to black pause name. for that one. D'Amico Ryan's head coach for the Texans, and of course, our frat brother Mike Tomlin, head coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, shout out to all the black folk doing great black things. I know that wasn't officially in the Blessed Report, but we had to shout them out. Um, Brian, 2003, mm. it's 20 years ago, and it makes me feel old because mm-hmm. in 2003, I was just a young little eighth grader, ninth mm-hmm. grader, and um, you know, living my life. And mm-hmm. there was a few artists who were really hot. You mm-hmm. had Nelly giving us the hot in here and all the country grammar stuff. And you had a lot of people doing a bunch of runs. Destiny Child was still a thing as a group. Um, Usher mm-hmm. was at the height of his career. And mm-hmm. there was this little woman who came on the scene with her braids and her piano. Mm-hmm. And in the 2000s, by the name of Alicia Keys. Now, those latter two came together in 03 and gave us a song. Went a little bit like this. Started when we were younger. Mm-hmm. You were my, my boo, and they had all of us in a chokehold. We were just teeny bopping, as the old folks would say. Yeah. Teeny bopping mm-hmm. in love, just puppy mm-hmm. love all over the place. And my boo, my boo, my my oh my oh my oh my boo. Um, but over the years, mm-hmm. the Lord decided to snatch away. I mean, I don't know if He snatched away the talent of Alicia Keys or He opened up our ear ducts to allow us to really hear <laughs> what it was. Um, but whatever whatever it was, 
I don't know. I don't enjoy Alicia Keys vocally. Mm-hmm. Let me say it that way. Just vocally. I ain't got nothing against her personally. I mm-hmm. think her music is, at least her older mm-hmm. music is still great. But vocally, I don't enjoy her the same way. Mm-hmm. Her and Usher have decided to come together and mm-hmm. reimagine mm-hmm. Mabu for its 20th anniversary. Bro, I don't even know what that means. Like, is this going to be a just a re-recording of the song, or are they going to give us like a mature because they both in their early 40s? <clears throat> Yeah, a mature like a my, version of my boo. Like a my man, my man, my man kind of thing. Yeah, or is like, it like a my sweetie pie? Because we're a little bit right, older. You know, like, <laughs> like, what are we, like what are we what are we talking about here? Like why yeah. we, But then first who who asked for this? It was their decision. I don't think nobody asked. Mm-hmm. They came mm-hmm. together and said, mm-hmm. this we're gonna mm-hmm. give the girlies. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what Timberland and Nate Potato and Justin Timberlake trying to give us. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to have me cut up on this podcast like that. <laughs> that appropriate white man can stay wherever mm-hmm. he was in the woods mm-hmm. where he where he mm-hmm. found himself. That thing I would have been halfway okay if it was just Timberland and Justin. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we dealt with the the cultural appropriation before. Yeah. But when you threw Nelly in that mix, Nelly Furtado, not to be confused, mm-hmm. with yeah. Nelly of country grammar, mm-hmm. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't want that. I don't want I don't want no more Justin music, to be honest. But I mm-hmm. definitely don't want that trio. Mm-mm. Don't I don't that. want that trio. What is that, that even going to sound like? Mm-hmm. And Timbaland, your, your legacy is cemented. Don't be out here doing stuff. Just just making music just to make it. Just making it to make it. <laughs> Unless you're making it with Missy. Don't just make it just to make it. Because at least we know if you go in the studio with Missy, you're going to come out with something amazing. We gonna show you how we par. Give us a that's what y'all can do. Get in the studio with Missy. Pull mm-hmm. out some unreleased Aaliyah tracks. Mm-hmm. Pull out an mm-hmm. unreleased Magoo track. Bring mm. tweet out. Get yes. Jodeci in the studio and just give us one. Give us that. Give, give us, us that black that. ground collaborative genuine. genuine. <laughs> I think Play is still singing with uh. They singing with Drew Hill now. But, Same uh, OG. Give us, give us that, and we will be fine. We will be, we will be okay. Because genuine, his dancing mm-hmm. was a little question, but them vocals mm-hmm. are still intact. Tweet, yeah, he can still sing. We can still vocals sing. are tap t- top. Listen, tier. That's church girl. That's church girl vocal. Yeah, they, them, them, they they last. Yes, they stand the test of time. <laughs> they last. Okay, <laughs> something about that anointing on them church throats. They Listen, last. Them things stay. Now, Whitney, we understood what happened with them church vocals. But outside, outside, outside of Nippy, no, she never done crack. Make sure money to ever do crack. Crack is cheap. Crack is whack. Whitney did cocaine. Okay. It's a different kind of powder. Let's not ever get it twisted. If you're going to talk about a legend, you talk about a right. Okay. Whitney did cocaine. All right. All right. Uh, speaking Pure. of the church, Diddy. Ooh. Diddy might have gotten saved. The mm. man who has more names than your grandma has canned goods in her pantry has My decided God. to give all of the noted bad boy artists that are publishing rights. Mace no longer has to fake being a preacher. Mm. He can, he can make money. My God. He don't have to, he don't have to, he don't have to uh pimp the saints any longer. Mm. He can make money off his music. What mm. is what is the Mace song you remember? Uh plenty. Been okay. around the world, and I, yeah, yeah, bad, 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 bad boy. Bum, bum. Mm-hmm. You, you make me feel uh, so good. Why you over there looking at me? 
Uh, my girl standing here. So yeah, Mace Mace held down Bad Boy for a minute. So I ain't gonna Mace. Mace wasn't. I'm not. I didn't ask that to to discount mm-hmm. who Mace was. I was just asking. Um, but he don't have to fight no more. A source with the knowledge of the deal said Combs had previously been offered millions of dollars, Brian, mm-hmm. to sell all the rights to that. But he said I'm nope, sure. nope, 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 nope. He declined those in favor of giving back to the people who helped build his company. Um, is what they told BBC. Um, Billboard and Rolling Stones reported that deal. So the star. Who um, had hits like I'll Be Missing You and Can't Nobody Hold Me Down and Bad Boy for Life made the move on the 30th anniversary of his record deal. And all of this comes on the heels of him releasing his love album. Mm. Love. The love album off the grid. And I don't know. He's talked about this R&B album he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And it's some notable features. It's long. Mm. Um, but the track list includes people like um, Busta Rhymes, Don okay. Richard, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Jacquees, oh, King of R&B, Fab- Fabulous, Summer Walker, mm-hmm. The Weeknd, okay, Twenty One, Justin Bieber, Jasmine Sullivan, okay, Ty Dolla Sign, Kaylani, mm-hmm. Coco Jones, KC, mm-hmm. KC has Bl- a KC from KC the- from KC and JoJo, okay, mm-hmm. uh, Mary J Blige, that is interesting. KC mm. and Mary J on the same album. My lord. And the tracks are back to back. Tiana Taylor, Jeremiah, John Legend, and her. I skipped a few people, but those were, I mean, that's a, if if it's if he's giving us like a DJ Khaled situation, that's a solid track. That, list. that is. I mean, at least features. Yeah, so, but you you're 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 giving us the voices we want to hear. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And if you're allowing them to collaborate to their level of expertise, and if you're not just taking it over. Mm-hmm. Like like if Ty Dolla, if you have Ty Dolla Sign, you work with him just to work with him to actually do some production and some songs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That would be mm-hmm. great. But if you just say, "Hey, I made these these tracks," you just sing on it. Get on there, limited. Yeah, mm-hmm. let let them let them let them cook. Let so them, if let Ty Dolla Sign yeah. cooking, then that's and Ty Dolla Sign and Kalani together. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. excited to hear it. I'm gonna yeah. give it a list. I think it drops either this Friday as well or in the next couple of weeks. It's it's yeah. coming out soon. So I'm gonna listen to it. I'm, I'm gonna give it a listen to. All, I all love those R&B. names. All those names you can't really except Justin Bieber. I don't really Justin Bieber. Um, <clears throat> I, I feel like when Justin Bieber works with black, he does. He does black music. He does better because I get my peaches in California, whatever my weed from California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even you know I don't really do the ganja, but that song <laughs> is nice. It is it's nice, it, and I will say rides. this. Not for nothing, mm-hmm. Diddy has a catalog and a history mm-hmm. of solid production. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna sleep on. Like I'm not mm-hmm. like super excited, <coughs> but I'm not gonna sleep on the possibilities of what this could be. No, because if anything, Diddy's gonna give you a nice beat. Oh yeah. So you give me a nice beat with Summer Walker, it should be good. A mm-hmm. nice beat, Jasmine Sullivan, mm-hmm. should be good. A nice beat mm-hmm. with. You, it's to me. If anything, it's like it's kind of foolproof. But I don't want to get my hopes up. That's the thing. No, no, I don't get my my hopes up. Um, because just like DJ Khaled, he will bring out an all star lineup of rappers. Yeah. And sometimes, I'm trying to be just ugh. They like, be whack. Fall flat. It just falls flat. They fall flat. They fall mm-hmm. flat. But <sighs> anyway. So that concludes the billboard. Um, we're gonna head on to the living room. We're gonna have like a semi-serious, semi-inspirational, semi-funny 
kind of, mm-hmm. it's going to be a hodgepodge, but this is the core foot of what the living room is. So grab mm-hmm. your drinks, grab your snacks, grab whatever it is. Your leftover Labor Day. Did you barbecue? Um, technically, no. I did. Yeah. I was I was at Chris's house for uh Kari's mm. thing. I, mm. I was on the grill, but I was like baking potatoes, which uh, I okay. grew up the weekend before though. I grew up the weekend Got before. Got you. I I put some ribs in the oven. So oh. anyway, grab 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 your left. That's the same thing for y'all Negroes who did it on them electric grills. You did nothing but bake it. I'm letting you know <laughs> now. It doesn't count. Anyway, grab 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 your stuff and let's head on over to the living room. Mm-hmm. All right, good people. Welcome back to the living room. For those who are new and joining the show, this is the core of our podcast episode. We talk about literally how we discover life in various ways. And today, I want to have a discussion about childlike faith. And what does that mean? I remember when we were children, Brian, we would we believed a lot. Mm-hmm. It was easy for us mm-hmm. to believe. We would dream. We would have vivid imaginations. We would talk about what we want to do in the future, how we wanted to live. And we, did you play the game MASH? Mansion, um, apartment. Yes, yeah, yeah. so we did all that to kind of predict mm-hmm. what kind of house we was going to live in, a shack, a house, a mansion, an apartment, who your wife was going to be, how many kids you was going to have, all yeah. that different kind of stuff. Yeah. We was just we just doing the things. And That's I funny. wanted to kind of revisit that and kind of yeah. parallel that with our current life and just tap into some yeah. of that, wow. okay. that childlike faith. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. So it mm-hmm. might get a little heavy. Um, yeah. So I'm going to ask the question, uh, kind of like a Disney question before I get mm-hmm. into the depth of the conversation. What does imagination mean to you, Brian? Mm-hmm. Uh, imagination is, is, is oh, it's oh, the surface, the surface level of that is mm-hmm. the unlimited possibilities. Mm, that's good. It's the idea of like anything can happen um, when you, but that's also going to be based off of your level of exposure, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So possibility. Is based off of what you feel is possible, like what you've seen. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I can imagine going to space, right? Because I've seen people go to space mm-hmm. before. I can't mm-hmm. imagine going to another galaxy because you haven't really seen it until you see like something where there's other galaxies. Like, oh, well, now my my scope, my imagination gets bigger because what the possibilities that I've seen and exposed to is now even bigger. Yeah, than what I, could I, could even, yeah, yeah, bigger than what I could even imagine. If that makes sense. No, that makes a ton of sense. No, I I agree. I think um, I would agree. It is it is the limitless possibilities, but I also think that it is limited by right your exposure. We've talked about that several times. How exposure mm-hmm. kind of changes the game in terms of equity <clears throat> and what people are able to have access to. And I think just because it is limited by exposure does not mean that there has to be limits on what you can now envision. So to your point, mm-hmm. I can imagine going to outer space, but now I can. I don't even have to just go to the moon. What does it mean to go to Saturn? What does yeah. it mean to go to, you know, like, yeah. you know, what does it Pluto really mean? And, and, right. And all that kind yeah. of stuff, you know, so, uh, what do you know? They tell us Pluto ain't no planet no more. That's what they telling the kids. Really? That's mm. what they telling the kids. Only eight of them now. Mm. Um, Pluto is like mm. a moon or a star or something out there. It's a ball of gas or something. And I bet there's somebody at, at a, at a, at a school board meeting complaining about that. I'm sure. Probably. I mean, but science <laughs> is science and we won't argue that. Um, but I agree. So, okay. So let me ask this. Let's go back to 1990-something. Okay. You're in elementary school. Y'all doing a mm-hmm. little progress. We're doing a little report called the yeah. Social Studies. Yes. And they say, hey, Brian, mm-hmm. 
We write, we do, we want you to write a little paper, little mm-hmm. five parag- little five sentences mm-hmm. about what you want to be when you grow up. What was your response? Yeah. Um, I'm, if it would either probably been an athlete. One. Oh, you wanted to play, you wanted to, what sport? Bas- the basketball? Basketball, basketball. But if it wasn't be a basketball, I wanted to be, a, I wanted to be an attorney. You wanted to be I Quincy want- McCall? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I either want to be Quincy McCall or Johnny Cochran. Like, I either okay. want to be an NBA or be an attorney. Mm. Yeah. When did it shift I'll, or was it like? That was, I want to be. Or did you want to do both? Did you want it to be like a basketball playing attorney? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think the older I got, I realized, I think the older you get, you kind of, the more mature and, and then the dream, mm-hmm. your dreams kind of diminish. Mm, okay. Right? Because now you're, you're real, realistic and your possibilities are, mm-hmm. are like, you know, aren't as childlike, right? With your mm-hmm. child, you think you can do anything, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you're told you can do anything as long as you work hard, right? That's what they tell us. But then the older you get, you kind of realize that, you know, one, I didn't really care about basketball like that. I love basketball, but, you know, I don't want to put in the work and the time and the effort to try to be great at that mm-hmm. one. Um, and then the other thing is, still, like, attorney, you could be an attorney. Like, you just got to read and write and go through school and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. <laughs> So I always wanted to be an attorney. And I think come like senior high school, I think I just kind of was like, eh, I don't want to do that anymore. And I think it was because of one lack of exposure to what an attorney was, not knowing mm-hmm. what, what it really, really took to be an attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, or people saying, well, you know, you got to do this, 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 and this and go to school for this long and all that kind of stuff. And so um, it was interesting. You have people who weren't attorneys telling you like how difficult it was to be an attorney. So then you're like, I don't want to do that anymore. Where in all actuality, I probably could have done it and probably would have done well at it because I can read, I can write, mm-hmm. I can, you know, deliver points real well. That's what I do in marketing right now. Yeah. Um, I can remember and retain information so I can, I would be able to understand precedents and be able to argue precedents. And, you know, I can think about random stuff and if I know it, I know it, you know what I'm saying? And that's, and, and it doesn't change. Law Laws can change, but the, the, his, the history or the precedence that thing has been set does not change. So um, Roe versus the uh, uh, Roe v. Wade is it is what it is. Right. It's never right. going to change unless the you know the Supreme Court come back and and they reinterpret what they believe with what the ruling was. But it still is going to be what it is, regardless of what it is. So mm-hmm. I feel like that would you know I feel like I could have done that still. And then some days I still think like man maybe I should go back to law school. But then I'm like nah. I'm doing all right where Ooh, I am in my life right now. That's a lot of school. Yeah, it is. Um, and and I would be a major career change, and I'm almost forty. Like, mm-hmm. nah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that I don't know if I answered the question, but as a kid, yeah. I wanted to be an NBA player or an attorney. And mm-hmm. then as I got older, I just realized that, like, nah, it's it's not gonna happen. What about uh, you? So it's crazy when I was like peak childhood i went mm-hmm. I, I was that had the stereotypical answer i want to be a policeman or a firefighter mm-hmm. that okay. was on all of my and i think that was just by virtue of again what you're exposed to my parents were not blue collar but like you know middle class mm-hmm. working folks and you know that's what i saw on tv and that's what that's what was popular as a little kid like mm-hmm. firefighter. but as i got a little bit older i held on to wanting to be an attorney mm-hmm. um and <laughs> Middle school, Josh came and said, I want to be the mayor of Memphis. Oh, okay. That was, that was, if you had talked to some high school friends or even asked my parents, that was my career. That was my path. Law school, mm-hmm. 
attorney. I want to be the, I had a lofty attorney. I want to be the first black attorney that had a practice in all 50 states. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> is a lofty. I was, I was like, in That's it. like a Morgan & Morgan kind of like, that's one of those name brand. Yep, I wanted, yeah. and I mean, South Dakota, out everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I had a teacher, I had one teacher who told me, Josh, that's a big goal. And I had another teacher who was like, if you want to do it, do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So also, the power of teachers and educators, like how they yeah. feed into your dream and imagination. Yeah. Um, and that teacher who said do it probably thought that, you know, that's that's big. But at the same time, I was like, hey, who am I to crush this dream? Yeah. Um, so that dream kind of, like you said, you get older, you find out. You, and mm-hmm. I want, oh, I wonder, as you get older, as we lose our childlike faith and our imagination, mm-hmm. does that hinder our possibility to dream and actually pursue those big things? Like, what is it about? LeBron outside of his talent that was like I'm going to the NBA like I'm gonna do it like I knew it at five years old and I'm yeah. going to do it versus like me saying I want to be this kind of a, and I'm glad that I'm not an attorney but what stopped me from really pursuing or having that big goal of saying I want all 50 states I want to be the first black lead attorney owner in all 50 of these spaces um <clears throat> Do we want to answer that or you got it? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So a few things. So I'm going to go back to go forward. Okay. One, I want to say the great thing about you wanting to be an attorney is your bishop was an attorney, uh, uh, right? Bishop Patterson mm-hmm. was an attorney. Mm-hmm. So you saw like what, what you can actually Jail do. Patterson and then yeah. and he was, it was big in the ecumenical, but also big in the political. Mm-hmm. Was he like a mayor at one point or? He was the, technically the first black mayor. He was, mm-hmm. he served as interim, but he was, cause right. he was on the city council. Yep. Right, so you literally saw somebody that you knew mm-hmm. and knew you that wanted to do what you wanted to do. Which I, I actually, I'm, I really think you probably could still do that because you're in a, in the space. Even though you're not an attorney, you probably can go back and be a mayor of Memphis if you wanted to. But that's neither here nor there. I believe in you. <laughs> I would, I would support the campaign. But um, yeah, I think it's 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 I think it's support sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and also it's it's external factors and it's internal factors. Okay, I remember the story about Kobe Bryant. And he was a little kid, scrawny kid, and which he was at summer camp and he's wrote on his paper, uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be in the NBA. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mind you, his dad was in the NBA. So it's not a far-fetched dream because yeah. you literally, mm-hmm. you've, you, you've been exposed to the NBA. So in your mind, it's a likely thing. The teacher or the camp counselor was like, no. Choose something else. Like you're not going to the NBA, and something inside was like, "No, I'm going to the NBA" because he felt that he can do it. So mm-hmm. he, that internal battery in his back said, "I'm going to the NBA." Using LeBron as an example, he had the size, he had the height, he had all the things, but he also had supporters who was like, yeah. "Whatever it takes, we're gonna help this little boy get to the NBA." To so he there. had family, <clears throat> friends, he had supporters. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was able to stay at people's houses. They fed him. They clothed him um, because they saw something in him. And they said, we believe he can do it. Let's get him there. Mind mm-hmm. you, he was in Akron, Ohio, <clears throat> based off of his own admission. The ghetto. The ghetto, food desert. Um, and like a, a lot of folks who grew up in certain neighborhoods, you don't really see outside of your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And he probably didn't see outside of your neighborhood except when he played basketball and they was like, no, LeBron, we're going to keep you out of this neighborhood. We're going to put you on the AAU team. We're going to Las Vegas. You're going to California. You're going to New York. You're playing all this basketball all over the right. United States. So now you can see all these things and you're in essence already living the NBA lifestyle as like a elementary school teenager, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's a few things. 
the level of exposure and the support that's surrounded in us and then also the internal uh, motivation to say, I can do this. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And then if you have another level of support, then I feel like you can't do it. I think the older we get, the reason why we our dreams diminish is that um, in our minds, I think that we have a certain roadmap for our lives. Mm, okay. And then when the roadmap as a detour or the the road is closed, right? And you see, mm-hmm. it's like a detour, like, well, I, I want to go that way. And my, my plan said I'm going that way. And then it says you got to go a different way. Then you're like, well, is it really worth it? You know what I'm saying? And then you got to make all the stops along the way. And then you realize, mm-hmm. like, is it worth going the long way? Is it worth taking mm-hmm. this route? I want mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. but is it really worth it? Is right. it worth my time? Is it worth my energy? Worth my effort? I have a child. Okay. Can I now do that? I'm married now. Can I not do that? So then life, mm-hmm. I think life's challenges, and I like even just challenges, but life's <clears throat> life's doing then kind of takes your mind off of the big things and then re- you're now in reality, right? Mm-hmm. So if yeah. I was single and I was like, you know, want to go to law school? Sure, I can go because I'm single. I can well, do it. It's nothing but time, right? Yeah. It's nothing but time. But now I am married and a child. I would have to then probably change my career or depending on how I can I could probably do now with my career just shaped up but I would have to find time for law school take money away from my family to pay for that unless I get like some type of scholarship which probably doesn't happen mm-hmm. um, take away time from my daughter take away time from my wife then you know have to switch careers and where I'm at a pretty decent level in my current career now I'll probably take a demotion and do some other stuff that I probably wouldn't want to do like is it worth it um, to do that so I think that's what it really is is just yeah. life just Life just puts you on different courses and um, you the, the dreams that you felt like you had just takes on, you know, a, a different direction because it just just reality it, it just hits. If that makes no, sense. No, that makes a ton of sense. And I think because even when like even the discovery of how I wanted when I figured out what I really want to do in my life when I mm-hmm. didn't want to be an attorney was mm-hmm. through living life. Right. Mm-hmm. So even mm-hmm. though. To your point, I think you're absolutely right. When life happens, it kind of reality reality kind of snaps you out of your dreams. Ooh, and mm-hmm. that's a word within yeah. itself, right? That is. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, because um, even thinking about how we dream when we sleep, we wake up, right? And yeah. we're, we're faced, right? Whatever whatever the dream was, good, bad, or indifferent, right? You mm-hmm. wake up and that reality snaps you out of whatever it is that you were envisioning, whatever's going on yeah. in your brain. And I think, you know, proverbially, that thing, that same thing is very true. Right. Mm-hmm. We have these big dreams like you want to be in the NBA, want to be an attorney. Me want to be this big old <laughs> attorney and become the mayor of Memphis. And I, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Many of what we probably dreamed about or imagined as children is still possible. Yeah, it is. Right. I probably could still take 50 bar exams. Mm-hmm. I'd be about to kill myself. Right. <laughs> and, and open up a small office in all 50 states. It's possible. Like It's not yeah. impossible. It is lofty. Still mm-hmm. lofty. It is still, it will be really challenging, yeah. challenging to do because that's a lot of income and resources yeah. that will need to come with that. But it's not impossible. Yeah, is, it, is it, is it, is it, is it expedient as the Bible will say? Right. Uh, is it, is, you know, is it, is it, is it, is it something that I probably should be putting all my resources and stuff into? Because the, the one of the reasons why to do it was to, to, because I was a kid. Right? I'm like, yeah. I want to do this. I want to make history. I want to, I'm going to tell you this. One of the reasons why I wanted to do it was because I wanted to be, I remember my teacher asked me why. I said, because I want people to write their black history reports about me. I want to be the first black sister such. Like, <laughs> That's good. That's good. But though. that was, but that was my rationale at like 
11, 12 years old. And it wasn't, mm -hmm. and I don't think it was a place of arrogance when I said it at that yeah. age. It was like, I want to make my, this was the, my want to make a mark. thinking of making my mark. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so even when I like found out to get in the space that I want to do now, I feel mm -hmm. like life led me here. So yeah. while this wasn't initially in my dreams, I will be able to say the intersections of my career is living out one of my wildest dreams mm -hmm. because I couldn't, and that's the, and, and let's talk about that for a second, how the realities of life can sometimes lead you to live in a space that is beyond yeah. even what you could dream. Yeah. Oh, uh, you said the realities of life can give you the, explain that. Yeah. So like for me, I never saw myself being in media. Okay. And working in DEI. I don't even think mm -hmm. DEI was a term, right? When yeah. I was a kid but like how life lined up and just yeah, okay so like in high school i think i've said this before i was the editor-in-chief of my high school newspaper did it because i took journalism as an elective mm -hmm. and we had to create a project and i was like our high school doesn't have a paper why not make this a project and just keep it going mm -hmm. but not seeing right and we talked about that i think the previous episode about exposure not understanding yeah. that <laughs> newscasters cnn folk the radio jockeys, all these different newspapers that I used to read. We used to get Ebony and Jet and all that. All of that. There was journalists, and, but yeah. never connecting the dots because I was yeah. so focused on being an attorney, but also really doing well. Like my high school newspaper pop, bro. Our opening headline article was about this: <laughs> these two people who got caught performing mm -hmm. fellatio in, in, in a stairwell. And wow, I never, okay. I never get the opening line. The mysteries and occurrences at the crest has all of us on edge <laughs> as we explore <laughs> what, what went down on the south side stairwell <laughs> in the B hall. And we just, but we kept, we kept names anonymous, and we, mm -hmm. but everybody knew what it was talking about. But even then, being able to write in that way yeah. to think through, like I, I'm just to your point, I'm just good at writing, and I want yeah. to perfect writing because I need to do this. This is a skill I need to be an attorney. Not yeah. thinking that this could transfer to me writing for Afrotech. And interviewing right. Bishop Jakes and like all the other stuff that I've been fortunate yeah. and, and privileged to be able to do. So that's what I mean by that, like life yeah. reality, right? Because yeah. sometimes leads you to a place where like, oh, snap, I never thought that I would be here and in, in a good way. Yeah, I guess for me personally, the if I look at my personal life um, and this will also say that church has helped me more than it has hurt me over my years. Right. So as a person who, you know, my current job is external wholesaler. Uh, life insurance. So my job is really to to kind of uh, get people to buy life insurance, right? <clears throat> and the way we do that is by kind of talking about pros, cons, and then a solution. Okay. Um, and with preaching, you know this. Um, that's kind of what we do. We talk about uh, we we map out you know what life is, uh, some of the challenges of life, some of the struggles of life, um, then also the solution to your challenges and problems mm -hmm. and then we put it out there to give you the opportunity to make a decision for yourself right. what you want to do okay i do the exact same thing when i'm sitting with clients or representatives the goal is to get them to understand so if i were to sit there and say hey you know i'm trying to sell a life insurance product i would say uh you know for instance uh, uh josh asher uh, you know this is what life insurance has to offer this is, is the pros the cons if you yeah universal life policy you can get a, a death benefit you can also save money over time however all that really means nothing right what i really want you to think about right now if josh mm -hmm. you and asher josh may be the primary breadwinner what would happen to you uh, or what would happen to asher and Jaden and joshua if something were to happen to you if you were no mm -hmm. longer home 
What would happen to your resources? What would happen to them if they lose house in six months? How would you feel, right? So I'm, I'm asking you questions for you to make the decision on 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 if you want to buy this life insurance or not, right? And I did not know that as you know, you're working on preaching and developing sermons that I'm literally using the same techniques mm-hmm. to persuade, but also provide, you know, offer up Christ. Right as a solution to our life, right? Mm-hmm. I'm doing the same thing as offering life insurance as a solution to some potential financial pitfalls in the future, right? So to answer the question, we don't know. Um, you know, we may have the plans. You know, and I'm not trying to go scripture or anything like that, but you know, God has the plan for us. You know, Jeremiah 29:11. For I know the plans and thoughts that I have to you, said the Lord. Right? Thoughts mm-hmm. are good. Bring you to an expected end. Like there are some things I feel like that He's put inside of us. Um, and mm. put us and 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 matured us and nurtured us in certain spaces to where we don't know where we're going to end up, but it was all ended up working out for our good, right? Mm-hmm. So all that time sermon prepping and developing and 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 learning how to, I guess, for lack of a better word, work an audience, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We as a preacher, you know how to read the room. Well, some people mm-hmm. don't, but for the most part, you know how to read the room. Mm-hmm. It's you're an art. Thinking, it's an art. You're reading the room. You're reading facial expressions. You're hearing the talk back. Um, you know when to make certain pauses, right? When you're when you're speaking mm-hmm. for dramatic effects, the you know how to, in your voice, how to when you all say all the yep. things. Mm-hmm. Um, call out a person's name to I- engage them. Like so, I'm literally using all of these techniques that I've been using for my majority of my life in preaching in church, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? In my in my everyday career, and mm-hmm. I and I never even would have known if I were to say uh, external wholesaler, probably ninety nine percent of our our fans that listen to the show have no idea what that is. What that right? means, yeah. What that means, right? So I don't really know what it means. Sometimes, exactly, so. it, and yeah. and that's the thing. Like I didn't even know that was a career. I yeah. didn't know wholesaling was a career until my manager at my previous firm was like, "Hey, I'm doing this sales team," and I was like, "I don't do sales. I can't sell anything." He's like, "Trust me, you can do it." He said, "You can do it." So mm. I got into it. And then before the he said, "Hey, Ryan, you before, he, before he left, he said, "You should probably go into wholesaling in general. Just like make it a thing." He said, "You can do it." And I said, "You sure?" He said, "You can do it." And here I am at one of the top firms in the whole United States of America, right? Yeah, wholesaling when I had no clue what it was three years ago, right? And I'm basically just using all the stuff that God has put inside of me. For mm-hmm. the last twenty something years, I'm using it for my everyday career, and it's simple and it's easy because God has already put it inside of me. And I'm not trying to make this thing a churchy thing, but but that's just what it is. And you're bubbling, so I'm gonna let you. No, bubble. so two two things. I think yeah. one of you talk about sales. I know we both talked about the barbershop. Who comes in the barbershop? Yeah. The man mm-hmm. that's selling the fruit, the dresses, yeah. the DVDs, yeah. and 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 yeah. in your brain, right? Could you have even? Here's that thing about. Beyond my wildest dreams, yeah. could you imagine that that hood seller mm-hmm. would be like, even though it's very different than what you do today, but yeah. like maybe that maybe that planted something in your brain, yeah, or in your subconscious, in your spirit. Maybe that was yeah. part of the guidance, right? I know mm-hmm. the thoughts that I have towards you yeah. to expose you. This is hood, because yeah. even think about when I think about you know thinking about my work in equity, and I'm gonna tie this into what I was just saying. Many of our quote unquote criminals. Mm-hmm. Are just people with a skill set that has used them in ways that are contrary to our laws. Yep, misguided. Misguided. Think about all the drug <laughs> shows we watch. Mm-hmm. If Terry and Meech 
Yes. Translated that to a, th that is a Fortune 500 company. Without a doubt. The people that's working under them, mm -hmm. the, how, how you secure secure a block, how you advertise and market, dealing yeah. with opposition and like, bro, all of that is literally the skill sets that CEOs and executives use yes. every single day. Imagine mm -hmm. if they had access and exposure because yeah. I believe the hood is full of entrepreneurs and being CEOs yes. because yes. we see it every day. The candy lady mm -hmm. literally could be the owner of a chain of local grocery stores yep. because she's taking stuff that she may have bought wholesale mm -hmm. at the Sam's at the Costco, yep. Yep. put it in her house, upcharging us just a little bit for her to make a profit, yep. but then keeping it cheap enough to where everybody can have access to it. Yep. That, that right there, the mm -hmm. woman who just do her in her kitchen, but never got the license, mm -hmm. right? But everybody comes to her because she's so good. We see these models all the time. Yeah. And what I was going to say to that is that I wonder if we talked about the reality of dreaming, I wonder if the dreams that God gives us is mm -hmm. literally, and I don't want to sound cliche, but the preview to the mm -hmm. possibilities of what he can do. Because yes. that same scripture you quoted, mm -hmm. the Jeremiah 29 11, if you go down to, to the, the New Testament, go to Ephesians 3 20, now to him mm -hmm. that's able to do exceeding abundantly above what you can oh, ask oh, or think, please. what you can imagine, what your brain can actually conceive. Yeah. So I dreamed this one thing. So maybe it didn't turn out the way I dreamed it, but that's because God said, I want to do, I got something better. I got your yeah. dream. Mm -hmm. Let's put a pin in your dream, but yeah. here is where I really want to take it. Yeah. So I, I don't think now that I'm making it spiritual, we just are who we are. Yeah. We are, um, who we are. I don't know that our dreams are that which never come true, yeah. more so that it is just our limited intellect mm -hmm. that has imagined something, even in our childhood. Because, ooh, what if our childlike faith mm -hmm. is really closest to what God had planned? Then what mm. reality has shifted us into based on how life circumstances has hit us. Because yeah. think about it. If he can go beyond what we can ask or think, mm -hmm. the lofty goals that Lil Brian and Lil <laughs> Josh had mm -hmm. are probably closer to mm -hmm. what he had planned yeah. than what we say, oh, I'm married. Oh, mm -hmm. I got kids. Oh, I did this. Let's how about we go back? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's probably more in line with the mm -hmm. 29 and 11 of our lives right. than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and and and, and to, it, I think to the to more than we can ask or even think. So, if we if we expand our thinking, mm -hmm. he can do more than what we even think. So, so maybe the limitations are on us. We got to keep expanding our thinking so he yes. can keep doing bigger. Yes, <laughs> we gotta have it. We gotta have, and I think that's why the Bible even tells us to approach him like a child. Yeah. We gotta we gotta dream again. Yes, because that's where the limit breaking. That's where the limit breaking deliverance comes. Yeah. Dream again, dreaming again, and the the thought process that money can't stop it. Mm -hmm. Um, our our Woo, inefficiencies and fallacies, and our um lack of perfection, and mm -hmm. oftentimes, like if we think about, it, I was talking to Chris about this over the weekend. Most of the stuff that I don't do is really because I'm in my own head thinking and saying mm -hmm. that I can't do it, mm -hmm. right? Or the fear of like failing, or but it's like the what if, like what is it really a failure? Like, mm -hmm. is, it fair, is it a failure to who? Like, mm -hmm. what does it mean to fail? Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, um, Jerry West, prolific basketball player, one of all-time greats in the NBA. He lost in the NBA Finals I don't know how many times, but his his thought process was, he said, you only fail when you think about failing. Mm. He said, you don't fail until you think about failing. Like, because if, if, if failing isn't a possibility, then there's no such thing as failure. Mm-hmm. Right. If sin yeah. is not a possibility, 
If we don't think about sin, as Paul talked about, we don't think about sin. If sin doesn't exist, if the law doesn't exist, sin does not exist because there's no such thing as sin because it just mm-hmm. it's it's not even our minds to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. If, if 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 there is no um no speed limit sign on the highway, you can't break a speed limit law. You can't break a speed limit sign. So if there's no limits to our thoughts, our beliefs, then you can't break it. You can just do it. You can just do and whatever it. you do, either fast, slow, big, or small, it is what it is. It's a success because there's no such thing as failure. And mm-hmm. we're literally limiting the greatness that we have because oftentimes it's us saying that we're no great. We're not great. We can't Woo! do it. We're not good enough. We're, we're getting, keeping ourselves. You made me think about reading Rainbow. <laughs> I can go twice as high. <laughs> Take, take a look, a, but, but but then it's in a book, right? It's not only just, not just Bible, right? Because it's in there, glory to God. <laughs> but like, but even, but even our exposure to everything that's that's written, that's already written, that's already produced. Yes. If we could just dig deep, drink, saints, friends, listeners, countrymen, women, mm. he, her, them, everybody, yes. dream again, yes, and dream like your five year old self. Yeah. yeah, there is a beauty, and there's a real, I believe sanctification almost divinity mm-hmm. in your ability to dream like you did when you were a child and i know yes. for some of us yeah. we had traumatic upbringings yeah but even if you had that traumatic upbringing there were moments where you wish life could be like this dream mm-hmm. again yeah i promise yeah. oh oh this is blessed i didn't I, this is not even where this conversation was supposed to go <sighs> this is good dream dream again, again. this dream is again. bless me this yeah. is bless me immensely dream again. i'm a I'm a, I'm a, I actually want to drop it here because it's mm-hmm. so good and I don't want to mess it up. But I yeah. do want to ask you this question Yeah. Um, as we wrap up as a final question for the living room. If you could bring back one or two things, perspectives mm-hmm. right, that you had as a child yeah. that would equip your future, I think this is a great wrap up. Yeah. What would those one or two thought processes or perspectives be? Um, the sincerity mm-hmm. of it all. Mm-hmm. My, my view on on um people right okay is the sincerity of people i'm a i'm a i have no expectations for you so you can't disappoint me i'm that Mm -hmm. kind of person right but in some cases that could be limiting because it's like i don't want to work with you i want to do this with you i want to do that because i just don't i don't trust you Right. Mm-hmm. So that can be limiting some possibilities, some partnerships, yeah. some some yeah. business deals that we yeah. can have in my personal life for this because I'm just like, ah, I don't want to I don't want to feel f- full with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing is the um, and maybe the same thing, the, the trust. Right. To mm-hmm. better lean and depend on somebody else um, to where now oftentimes and I don't know if you do this, but I do this a lot. I'm like, I rather just do it myself. So then I I I can't. If I'm a fail, or and I'm not using the word fail, but if I'm not, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it by myself, and I can only be like, man, I did it. it it's me, right? It releases the opportunity to be disappointed. Yeah, and but within that, it's I can't do everything. That's I'm not skilled. True. I'm not talented in doing everything. Mm-hmm. God has placed a certain level of skills in me. Like we are partners on this show, right? Um, but there's and there are skills that you have that I I like I. I can write, I can creative write, but I can't write creatively to the level of you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and understanding that is okay, right? And saying like, you know what, it's going to take a little step further. Administration, organ, organization, like that is not something I am strong in. Mm-hmm. You, you can give uh, 
uh, uh, organization a 10-page model of what they, they need to do. And you can spit it out within no time because that's just something that God has gifted you with. Mm-hmm. You can plan a city. You can like you can organize things. I'm I'm not a, I'm a dreamer. I'm a visionary kind of person. But you tell me to put it on paper and go step by step, line by line. I can't do that. I know that mm-hmm. I've developed it in myself. It's just not that. But it's, now I can be like, no, Josh, we're partners, and and I'd be like, well, what do you think about this? And then trusting your vision as my partner to say this is what we can do, how we can do it, mm-hmm. when we can do it, the time mm-hmm. we can do it. And I'm like, bet. I trust you. I'm going to give some my, my input because I know I have certain visions and ideas and stuff like that. But I know if anything, you're not going to let it slip because you think every single point and comma, just as you're, you're a writer, you think every, uh, you, every I is dotted, every T is crossed, every comma is there, every colon, semicolon, you're not going to miss anything. So within that is being able mm-hmm. to trust that I'm not, you know, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, but I can't do everything. If that makes if that makes but sense. It's, but it's but it's also I think the space of two, when you understand that just because I don't excel in this space, I'm not lesser because of that. Exactly. Right? Yes. There are strengths and spaces mm-hmm. that I have as well. <clears throat> yeah. Because to the whole sales point, I might can write out that thing, but I I couldn't sell I couldn't sell water to a fish. <laughs> because the, the moment you tell me no, like when Pastor Rod used to have us sell candy and stuff, and now candy was easy, but I was mm-hmm. also the person like they'd be like, I don't want it. Okay, I put it back in my backpack. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna convince you. Either you want this chocolate bar, right. or you don't. And when I come back to the church mm-hmm. with fifteen to twenty left, <laughs> then that's because I told y'all I don't do this. Right. And it's three dollar chocolate bars. Give me some Skittles. Give me some I can work with. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But I know sales is not my thing. Yeah. Gotta be a sell um, the, the art of persuasion, I think, comes through oration, but yeah. actually to sell something <laughs> mm-hmm. is not my thing. What yeah. I would take away or like bring back from my childhood is the ability to believe in possibilities without fear. Mm-hmm. Um, fear. So, <laughs> oof, right? So, <laughs> one of the things that I'm, I'm good at now is still, like you said, orchestrating, thinking through things, blah, blah, blah. So, like when you mentioned the thing about the Living Single magazine, this would have been the perfect year to do it, the 30th anniversary of Living mm-hmm. Single. But I got afraid of that lift of what it meant, would it be successful? And I dropped it. Right, mm. not because I couldn't do it, but I think yeah. a younger Josh would have been like, "We just, just like the same Josh wanted to have them, them fifty law firms, mm-hmm. like I would have just did it. I would have just put it out there and figured it out." So the whole doing the scared thing, I think, you know, we talk about it, but one thing I was doing a study this morning, Brian, mm-hmm. on faith and just listening to music about faith and believing in God coming through. And as I was reading, one of the things that God revealed to me is that Jesus' most consistent rebuke mm. was not about sin. Yeah. was not about the law. His yeah. consistent rebuke was faith. Mm. In almost every situation, he asks, where is your faith? Yeah. Why did you stop believing? When yeah. Peter didn't walk on the water, where is your faith? Right. When he got ready to heal people, do you believe? Mm. Like all these different, and even, even when he left, the question was still there. Have thou received the Holy Ghost since ye believe? Everything yeah. was centered around our ability believe. to believe again. Mm. So, if it was anything that rebuke that I take that I want to believe that I want to bring from my childhood is ability to believe in it. Yeah. yeah. Even when it don't make sense, I just believed it. I be- just the same way we used to blindly trust our parents. Yeah. You wrote that Christmas list and you just knew you're going to wake <clears throat> up. Yeah. And it was going to be there. And my parents yeah. tell me now how, <clears throat> bro, before they even had cell phones, they were beeping each other. Mm. 
It's like, I got the yellow Power Ranger. Which one you got? My mom was like, I got the white and the pink. Like, mm. that, I, I, because I was, and not to say that they, <laughs> but my faith was strong enough to say yeah. my parents, and not knowing what they did in the background to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. knew some way, somehow. Yeah. At the time, I thought it was Santa Claus, right? But some mm-hmm. way, somehow, <laughs> I was going to have all them Power Rangers. And yeah. I had every last one of them, right? Yeah. So it is the ability to believe in the possibilities without mm. the fear and just be able to do it. And even if I'm shaking a little bit, just still believe it. So walk yeah. on that water, right? Yeah. And know that if I do sink, if I do start to fall because of the wave noises, come here, Peter, Jesus is going to yeah. be right there. And the, mm. and the blessing of the story is I've preached it several times, is that Jesus did not carry Peter back to the boat. Mm. They both walked. Yeah. So there's a, there's a power in believing and trusting because even if you mess up, you mm. can still... That's the thing. He messed up and still accomplished the miracle. The yeah. miracle wasn't taken away because he failed. Mm. Yeah. He believed again. 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 Because even with Jesus being there, he still could have been scared. Because mm-hmm. he yeah. started walking recognizing it was Jesus. Yeah. But he got yeah. scared anyway. So Jesus being there didn't stop his, his fear. And, he and had to believe again. That's a word. Brian, you wrapped it up. You gotta, we gotta believe again. Gotta believe gotta again. again. Gotta believe again. All right. Mm. I'm Jesus, stirred. stirred. I am stirred, my nigga. Okay. You Ooh. wanna do? You wanna do pockets of joy? Because I think this is joyful. I, this is joy. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm back in my. I'm, I'm. This has <laughs> stirred me, and this has put a battery in my back <clears throat> on so many levels. On, on business, spiritual levels. Um, the conversation that we needed that we didn't know we needed mm. to have. Um, yeah. Believe again, man. That's that's believe the again. believe again. Mm-hmm. Believe again. And, and, and to our listeners, like, what is what is something that you stop believing in? What have you put down? What have you put down? Believe it again. Pick it back up and let us know. Let us know, you know, what you're gonna do with that. <sighs> There's so many scriptures. The, mm. the the cloud, he kept going back, yeah, and didn't see it. Mm-hmm. And when he went back again, it was you know, the size of a man. Uh, yeah. Believe again. Just keep Believe trying. Again. Try it again. Believe again. Try it again. It's going to work out this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to work out. Ooh. I speak that over y'all life. It's going to work yes. out this time. It's yeah. going to work out this time. Mm-hmm. Believe again. All right. Let's go to All right. the listener letter. Hopefully, it ain't nothing too messy to it take us be. to take us far down. Uh, that's, that's, how, that's, how, that's how Satan <laughs> works sometimes. I want to bring you some mess. <laughs> Glory to God. But no, let's head over to the P.O. Box. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, good people. We're at the post office box, and Brian and I are just full of the Lord's joy. Bells are ringing down in our souls. Yes, I hope that goes. you are inspired. Whatever your faith belief is, you don't have to believe the same way we believe to understand that you have the power to dream and accomplish everything that you want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, we want to invite you to join us on the show. And you can do that by writing in to ask the jigsaw. That is ASK the jigsaw at gmail.com. We will do a few things. One, we're going to read your letter out loud if we like it. Then we're going to give you a pseudonym mm-hmm. to protect your privacy and your pronouns. And we will give you the best non-professional therapeutic advice that you can receive on Cicely Tyson's internet. So that being said, understood and accepted, Brian, who do we have and what do they want? Uh, pronouns she her oh bell hooks bell hooks okay <laughs> all right oh yeah bell hooks okay so bell mm-hmm. hook writes uh my 40th birthday is at the end of the year and i'm mm-hmm. planning a big trip of course i am aware that it coincides with the holidays but this is a milestone and i really want to celebrate big i have decided to do a ny or new year's eve excuse me new year's eve trip to tokyo 
Ooh, that's okay. great. Mm-hmm. I have a group chat. You know how that goes. And everyone is pretty much down except one person. One my friends went on a rant when she found out the details about the big trip during the holiday season. I had been hinting around the, and prepping them for months, so everyone was aware. But the official group chat began two weeks ago. Uh, she goes off saying I'm inconsiderate because she is a mother and a wife, and that is a big expense at the end of the year. And I should have thought about that before inviting her. Like, girl, uh, we have been friends for about eight years now, each one of them, uh, eight years now, and each one of them years, you have been well aware of my birthday when it landed. Uh, she didn't give all this energy during my 35th when I went to Cabo. So what is it now? Should I just remove her from the group text and move on and try to, or, or do I try to empathize, excuse me, empathize and have a conversation? Honestly, I love her, but I'm over her at this point. And most people in the group chat have hit me up asking why she popped off the way she did. If you don't want to go, girl, just simply say that. And we'll be cool with that. Looking to hear your perspective. Love the show. Bell hooks. Mm. Uh, so go first. Uh, let me recap for those. The 40th birthdays coming up. End of the year. Holiday season. Sister girl is a mother. And it's a big expense, which would make sense. I can understand that because it's Christmas. That's a big expense for parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and the friend is like, you should be knowing when my birthday is because it is what it is. Um, you can go first if you like. Uh, it's up to you. I can. Um, I think I'm going to keep mine pretty short. I think I think you can, you can empathize without mm-hmm. backing off your trip. Yeah. Because yeah. she's your friend. Right, so you could just say, "Hey, I understand it is a lot at the end of the year, but um, I've been talking about this trip, and I wanted Mm -hmm. to invite you. You know, so if you can't come because that's big, I understand that, but I didn't want the opportunity to come, and I didn't invite you. And you can just kind of talk through what provoked her to go off the way because you you made some valid points. Y'all been friends eight years, and she know your birthday is December. Let's just throw a number because you didn't give us the date. Let's say it's December twenty ninth. She know that's your birthday. Yeah." And if you and all of the group <laughs> chat just evolved, mm-hmm. you, if you've been hinting around about I want to do this, I want to do that, when the group chat came, it wasn't a surprise. It was mm-hmm. more or less the confirmation of what you had already been talking about. Yeah, maybe something happened in her day. Maybe she yep. had just got a bill. Mm-hmm. Could have been a number of things. Um, yeah. I wouldn't. Now, eventually, I would remove her from the group chat because she, you don't need nobody in there who ain't going. Right. But before you do that, I would have the conversation. Uh, I don't think you did anything wrong. Let me just mm-hmm. say that. Yeah. I think she did respond in a way that probably speaks more to something else that's going on, mm-hmm. um, especially considering all the other facts that you gave. Um, but it doesn't make her wrong to be like, this is a lot. But I also mm-hmm. feel like her response was a little bit over the top. And mm-hmm. I would want as a friend, I would want to get to the root of that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Same. I I agree with that. And to to looking at her perspective is like maybe she really wanted to go, right? Mm-hmm. She really wants to, and she's just acting out in frustration of like, like the limitations, mm-hmm. um, of her being able to go. Like she really wants to go, but it's right after Christmas, so it's a big expense. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. a wife, mother. She may not have been the wife and mother at thirty five when you had. Yeah, your we, party, we don't right? know that detail. Yeah. You know what I'm sure. saying? So things may have shifted. Um, she may want need a vacation. But we don't know what her marital and her family situation is like. So she may just be acting out like, you know what mm-hmm. could happen. Um, it doesn't seem like the friendship needs to go away because of this. Just have the conversation. Say, listen, sis, you know, I really would love for you to go. But I understand things happen. Right. And and it sounds like you're a person that takes trips. So there's going to be another trip at some other point. And preferably, mm-hmm. hopefully she can make the next one. Or, you know, mm-hmm. there might be a situation where, hey, sis, 
you couldn't make the Tokyo, but we're close friends. How about we do a trip, just you and I? Uh, maybe not as elaborate, right? Definitely just somewhere, not as elaborate. somewhere close, and we just we take <laughs> yeah. our time just for you. And, and you know, I know your wife, I know your mother. Maybe you need some time away. We want to spend together as friends. Let's go do that, right? So mm -hmm. there, there's ways to, um, to just have the conversation, see her point of view. Um, but I wouldn't, like you said, I wouldn't get off my, my, my stance because it's, it's mm -hmm. your 40th birthday. Like 40 only yeah. comes around once. You know what I'm and saying? It, and that's and I don't milestone. think you should feel ashamed for what you want to do, regardless of who can or cannot yeah. come. Yeah. Like, and I think that's the that's the other thing why two things can be true. It's a lot yeah. for her. That's why I say I would want to know what provoked such a response. Yeah. Because again, if it wasn't Japan, it was gonna be somewhere. Yeah. Right? Yes. So yeah. and, and, and and you didn't you didn't plan the trip despite that person. You just mm -hmm. planned the trip. You planned the trip. Right. And that's the thing. I don't think you Yeah, and I think that's the other part that your friend has to realize too. Like, I know you was a wife and a mother when I said I want to go to Tokyo. Yeah. And I don't know your friend group, but at 40, it is likely, right, yeah. that there are several people in their friend group who are parents and or spouses, right? Yep. So she's not the only one. So that's that's the thing. And if everybody else is asking, it's like, I think everybody probably like, what's going on here? Yeah. So I would get to the root of that. Because it could have been yeah. her husband just got laid off and they told nobody. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? She just got to, you know, the job market is weird out here. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Again, they might just got hit with a big bill. Yeah. And while they could typically afford Tokyo, maybe that bill is taking up all their extra income. So all yeah. they have at the end of the year is for legit Christmas money. Right. So yeah. we don't know. But get to the root of that. Figure it out. Uh, and if she's still like temperamental, you know, mm -hmm. jealousy is also a thing. I would hate to think that that's what it is. Yeah. But jealousy is a real thing, and preferably mm -hmm. it's not that. But you won't ever know until you have the conversation. Yeah. So yeah. I know yeah. we say that a lot, had a conversation. But how many times, Brian, mm -hmm. in any situation, whether it's personal or somebody else you've observed, where a situation could have been resolved if you just talked? Yeah. Hey, so open-minded conversation, not coming in with any pre pre. Preconceived, pre preconceived notions or ideas. Yeah. Just coming to say, really, like. Are, is everything all right? What's, what's yeah. it, let's talk. This, this is how I and you and you can still express safe space yeah. with your feelings, what you want to, how you feel. But I mm -hmm. think getting to the root of why you feel what you feel can really mm -hmm. change the dynamics and the trajectory of everything. So that may be yeah. some of our consistent advice, but that's yeah. because it's just true. And niggas don't like talking no more. So yeah. um, we like to subtweet yeah. and all that kind of and, stuff and, each and other and block niggas like and block like, niggas and and ghost folks and you know like, all that different kind of stuff. So it ain't that serious. And speaking of it ain't that New Year's Eve trips, like that is on my bucket list of things that I want to do. So um, when you was reading it, it, it sparked something in me because one of the things I think I think I've said on this show, one of my bucket lists is to do Christmas in Tokyo. Mm. I would love to wake up Christmas morning and you just, mm -hmm. you know, because Tokyo is a beautiful. I've I've done a layover in Tokyo before mm -hmm. uh, and was able to look out the windows a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, it seems like a, their airport is even like top tier innovation. And that was Jaden was turning one or two. That was almost mm -hmm. eight. Seven eight years ago, so huh. I can only imagine what level. And you know, mm. the Asians, um, the Asian oh, community man. is far more advanced in technology than we are. Yeah, so I can only imagine what their airport stuff looks like now. But yeah, I want to do Christmas in Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, I, and I, I might stay for the New Year's because you because you don't go that far and just be there two three days. No, you no, got to no. stay a while. And that's my thing. So my so my so I know Lauren is big on Christmas, right? Mm -hmm. um, and our compromise when we got married was Christmas is her thing. But like, at this point, like what I really want to do. I don't mind having Christmas in the U.S., but I want to celebrate New Year's like in other countries. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like that to me would be my thing. I would love to do. I could do Christmas here, and then the next day or the same day on Christmas, fly to another country, 
spend a week there, do the new year there, and then come back. And that would mm-hmm. be like my that would be my dream um, for every year. Maybe South South Africa, mm-hmm. Tokyo, mm-hmm. Beijing, uh, do. Uh, just in places around the world do New Year's somewhere different every year, and you're literally toasting the New Year in another country. And like to me, that would be so dope. Uh, and that's like my bucket, my idea for life. And that's how you know I want to dream again. That's my dream. It's the every year spend the New Year in a different country. I spent twenty something, thirty something years in during United States. On New Year, I can do it in other countries for the rest of my life. We could do it somewhere else, and I promise you, God ain't gonna be mad if we don't go to watch night. No, because we're churchy. We're gonna have church wherever we go. We're I'm gonna, gonna we're dance gonna, at, at midnight. We're gonna dance, and I might dance twice at they midnight when I feel it's midnight when <laughs> it hit mm-hmm. the Easter, Easter Standard Time. But dance because I don't celebrate my birthday. This is a side note until um, 1 a.m. because I was oh. born in Central Standard Time. Got it. Okay, and I was born at 12:05 a.m. So mm. I'm the whole day is mine, minus five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so I give God the glory. Hey. I give God the glory at 105 a.m. If I'm up in the today of things, <laughs> I'm usually asleep around that time. <laughs> but um, yeah, I used to do that. But anyway, bell hooks. Thank you so much for writing in. Hopefully you had a conversation. Write us back, but let us know Please do. um how it Please goes, do. Brian. Yes. Greater conversation. Greater conversation. Let's do it. All right, Puzzle Pieces, thank you for sticking around. This is the part of the show we call our greater conversation where we get some things off of our chest. I say it all the time. Tomorrow's not promised, so cuss them out today. Josh, is there anything you want to get off of your chest? Um, No. If it was anything, it'd be something frivolous to like the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. One, pay these for what they need to be paid. Yes. Y'all, P-Valley already takes a, hour, a year and a half to come back. You're mm-hmm. slowing it down even more. Yeah. Speaking mm-hmm. of, Nikki Gilbert is like about to win this lawsuit. What is yeah. this about? Yeah, I saw that. Apparently, there's like a, a, a lot of specific moments that point back to that. But the I'm writer shocked. is saying that it's based off her play, P Valley. So I want I they need to they need to sit down in court and have mm-hmm. a ghetto court moment and watch yeah. the cabaret and mm-hmm. watch the P Valley play. And yeah. if you know, I don't know. Anyway. Because to me, like, it's tough because if I were to write a play about a strip club culture, strip club culture, it's there's only so much you can do. I mean, Unless I see they, hints. I see hints of Players Club in P Valley. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because strip club culture really is, you know, if we focus on women, mostly women. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. being exotic, exotic dancers, whether they go mm-hmm. full or nude or just topless, yeah. The and some of the things that surround that drugs, sex, mm-hmm. yeah. You know the the women a lot of a lot of women. Some women go in it to just to dance, but uh, there's a nice percentage of women who go in it to pay bills, Mercedes, mm-hmm. yep. um, who are in bad domestic relationships, uh, Miss Mississippi, right? Mm-hmm. Those who are who came from nothing and was a quick come up, like several of the other actors in the movie. Yeah. And then you have like the main person. You had Dollar Bill yeah. Player Club. You got. Um, Uncle Clifford, and you know what I'm saying? It's like, there's mm-hmm. these characters are mainstays. Some of their personalities yeah. are different, yeah. but strip club culture is strip club culture. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you got the DJ, DJ, yeah. whatever his name was, mm-hmm. and then you got whoever uh, I forget what Jamie Foxx name was. And like, it's mainstays. You know. So yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. I 
I, I've never seen Nikki Gilbert's play. I never mm-hmm. want to see a Nikki Gilbert play. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I can't tell you what that right. cabaret was about. <clears throat> but mm-hmm. it is so interesting that she might win this case. And I hope and pray that if she does win, I feel like this might need to be the last season of P Valley anyway, because yeah. the story is getting weird. Yeah, where are we going um, with this? But just give Nikki some royalties and yeah. don't let yeah. that kill the show. Yeah, I don't want don't that let to happen. Uh-uh. But that's um, my first thing. Pay these folks. Yeah, my second please. thing is for the entertainment industry is that rappers, R&B artists, give us music. This yeah. has been a tough year for music. We've had some decent stuff. Yeah. Like the Victoria Monet, I think I heard you talk yeah. about that solid body of work. Mm-hmm. But outside of a few little things, this has been a tough year for music. It and, has um, been. Beyonce's been killing us, but Renaissance was last year. Yeah, and the music still has great replay value, but like, mm-hmm. what was released this year that has just taken us over? Yeah, and it hasn't been much of anything. Oh, yeah. Kurt Franklin's "Try Love," the man of God <laughs> has done it again. I can't wait for this album. For all you Kurt Franklin haters out there, I don't care. This album is good. That "Try mm. Love" is good. Oh, it's good. This album gonna be, mm. gonna be something. Kiss. It's gonna be something. And if okay. it ain't something, I'm gonna be upset. Because Fight of My Life, I can critique, Fight of My Life was a decent album, but it was not his best. It is down Mm -hmm. there toward the bottom. So Mm -hmm. he has potential to give us something just just not good, but Mm -hmm. uh, I'm looking forward to it. But outside of these little moments, artists, come on, get in your bags. Get in them bags. Come on. We need music. We got a few more months left. Y'all can do it. We can can end it strong. Give us a fall anthem. Yeah. We can can, can end it strong. Where we can cuff and we can be romantic and we can be- Yes. Yeah, because Russ maybe it's gonna past, come off the, the Diddy album. Maybe maybe one maybe, of them is the song. Maybe maybe Diddy saves the year. Maybe he maybe. saves the year. If he saves the year, I'm fine with that. Because because once you get out of September and October, we we're in holiday music at that point. We don't need for the most new. part. We we can we got oh we got a whole mm-hmm. crate full of music we got for November mm-hmm. and December. Mm-hmm. We're fine with that. But give us something for at least these next two months, and uh, and hopefully Diddy does that, um, and we find love. Um, during this this fall season, mm-hmm. and Jasmine Sullivan, I know you're still mourning. Yeah, and Probably. grief is a grief is a continual process. So I'm not gonna mm-hmm. say it's gonna be over, but when you get to a space where you feel like you can get back to music, oh, she's gonna give us something. You give us that holiday album. Yeah, you give, give us that holiday us. album. We asked for it last year. We did, and we're gonna be just sitting here waiting till you decide. We are. Whoever music soul child work with, don't work with them. So, oh, don't do that. Was the, not, the not for the holiday album. album. And and and, I, and the music so child stand. And I, that was the worst holiday album I've ever heard in my life. It's so um, bad. It is really bad. It is so bad. It's it like unbelievably bad. Like, how did you make all this great music and then you make this this because even album. his new stuff ain't that great. But that Christmas album is worse than Ooh, all of that combined. It is terrible. I actually I bought it. That's when when CDs were still a thing. I bought mm, it. I'm so and, sorry you spent that. I listened, I listened to it on once. That. Oh, it was terrible. Um, so, and speaking of albums, this we, we're way over time. Uh, but Fantasia is apparently coming out with a gospel album. Oh, so that thing is gonna be she gonna scream. I roll my but, eyes not because mm-hmm. of Fantasia, but because mm-hmm. of the church girlies. Oh, Facebook is gonna get. I'm gonna have to log off that whole day it drops because <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be talking about straddling the fence and you trying to make money uh, off of us but y'all the main ones talking about how she anointed and she you know she need to come on over but when she actually do it y'all gonna have so much to say i can guarantee yes. that's what it's gonna be yes and i can always have a greater conversation and i love the lord i love the church and all that kind of stuff but i do not like church people they i just don't 
I don't like church social media. Y'all niggas be just so lame and just be saying stuff. Mm-hmm. Y'all are terrible. Like just like there's nothing inside of me right now that if I was not an unbeliever would look at y'all posts and be like, you know what? Let me try. I want to. I want to go to church. I want to go to church. <laughs> like no, there's nothing inside of me. Like y'all are the lamest people on earth. Like I just be like, how are we in the same? Like you know what I'm saying? Like how are we the same? But also you know. A lot of these KKKs and stuff like that, they believe in Jesus too. So, you know, that's the whole whole conversation. Christianity is something. It is a mixed bag. The the practice of Christianity is a spectrum. It is. And that what makes it so hard for non-believers or the non-church to plug in because the spectrum is so wide. I don't, I, I think we would have an easier time with just some basic theological debates, mm-hmm. but the stuff that we argue and fuss about, <sighs> it's something. Don't why like, why you why you call yourself a prophet when you ain't a prophet? It's prophet is or like, you know you ain't got no spiritual leader about women and... preaching and women leaders and you know and for all my Beyonce devil for yeah oh. you have the right to believe what you believe and I'm not gonna yes. say you right or wrong I ain't took no deep dive in it I don't want to what I will say though is that Beyonce has had some questionable lyrics. Of course. I ain't gonna hold you of when course. she say on this new album, I want to go missing. I skip right on over that because I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't want to go because what's going missing for Beyonce may be very different. I didn't spoke it all my life and I'm on a milk card. I don't mm-hmm. want that. When she yeah. says she'd rather die young, no, than the people that I was listening mm. to Tony Braxton this morning, and Tony Braxton said, If I never do your uh, touch your heart again, uh, please understand. Um, <coughs> if I never, never love, love you, ever the lyrics go, then she ends up by saying. Then I shall never breathe again. Girl, are you crazy? Right. What what was Babyface thinking about when he wrote that one? Because I want and I and that breathe again was one of my favorite Tony Brack, especially when it's so good, but like it's a problematic song. So my point is is though that we're not to say that you can't give your warnings if God told you to warn the people, but Mm -hmm. we're literally doing whole think tanks and four months of study on all this kind of stuff, like pronounce your warning and move on that's and we it. get we get stuck in these spaces and yeah. it's just that's, like, just, shut that's up. just me like i've seen the lecrae and that d1 guy going back mm-hmm. and forth about um righteous and ratchet they're arguing over being righteous and the one guy says that you can't be righteous and ratchet lecrae was like i can be righteous and ratchet and went so far as said create a shirt that said i quote corinthians and cardi b now yes. you know there, there, people can look at me like that's a, that's a little extreme, but at the same time, when Lecrae explained it, he was like, "There are people though that we meet them where they are. They yeah. love God, they believe God, but they still do this, they do that." And they were going, and and I get it, semantics is a thing. But if y'all mm-hmm. are friends, have the comfort, and they claim they talk to each other offline. But my thing is, y'all on, but y'all are also on Instagram, still going back and forth. Right. And the D <clears throat> and the D one guy says that he did it publicly, so now I gotta. No, you don't. You don't have to address like if Brian went on Facebook or Instagram right now mm-hmm. and said, I'm righteous and ratchet. Let's just keep the example. And I didn't mm-hmm. agree with that. I'm not creating a video to say that's my brother since he did it publicly. It's my it's my responsibility to correct. No, I'm gonna call him and be like, bro, let's talk yeah. through this. Like yeah. you, you got a platform, mm-hmm. you dish you that. Like, and we're gonna have that conversation. I'm never gonna do a big response video yeah. because here's the thing: the mm-hmm. people that's gonna disagree with Brian are gonna disagree with him regardless of my video yeah. or not. Yeah. And yeah, the yeah. people who are going to align with Brian mm-hmm. are going to like there are people when that D1 dude posted his video saying whatever, whatever, it didn't change the people who still feel the way they feel. Right. Kevin on stage <clears throat> had a whole podcast called Righteous and Ratchet. Mm-hmm. 
And that name changed for several reasons, but yeah. like they still live, his podcast is still kind of based in that intersection. Right. For in many cases, we kind of live we, we, we in that in intersection. Duality, we believe in duality yes. in this podcast. And, and, and I think when we talk about ratchetness, I'm not talking about ratchet like Glorilla. I'm not hanging out my car mm-hmm. singing FNF, twerking yeah. on twerking at red lights. That's just not right. what that's not my ratchet. But when I say ratchet, it's the fact that I do like trap music. Yes. I'm tatted and I plan on getting another one. And for some people, I got braids under this hat that need to be mm-hmm. taken down. But for some people, right? Like you could look at me and be like, "Oh, he ratchet, or he like mm-hmm. this, or Josh mm-hmm. like you know." I go up when Yo Gotti comes on. That's what's up, and yeah. that could be seen as ratchet, but that's just because I enjoy certain parts of hip hop culture, right? Yeah. But that doesn't that doesn't diminish who I am and my righteousness right. to God, right? Right. And I think yeah. so. Again, I'm not here to argue that point, but what I'm also saying is that I'm not going to get in these to Brian's original point. I'm not going to get in these big social media debates because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, unless I'm convicted by the Holy Ghost. Through exactly. a message of someone else or yeah. my own personal study, mm-hmm. I'm not likely going to change it. So yeah. there's no need for me. That's the same way about you, Negroes, to say um, Game of Thrones is over and I ain't never seen the episode. So we what? Don't care. I never saw an episode either, but I went on the internet. I didn't got to make the announcement. Right. And then and then want to <laughs> and want to bash the people that have did like have done it or like you know. Uh, y'all went to the Beyonce concert. Does it affect your witness? There's so many things that can affect your witness. There's so many things. Like so to somebody, you wearing pants could affect your witness. Like you know, what I'm saying for some things, you wear makeup. Like there's so many that spectrum of 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 Christianity is so wide. But also, I'm not in, and I'm I would never be in the in at one point when we were younger because we were taught this. I'm never going to be in the game of of who's holier than who or who's more anointed or. That is not going to be my thing because everybody at some point is going to be holier than somebody else. That's what they, in their mind is holier than somebody else. You know one thing Pastor Arthur F. Mosley said mm-hmm. almost at every altar call mm-hmm. when somebody got saved. Not the mm-hmm. one for prayer because everybody want prayer. When folks right. actually got saved. Yeah. When he, when he walked through them through that repentance prayer mm-hmm. he would always say and you are just as saved as I am right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that man has been saved probably his whole life. Yeah, and, and Pastor Mosley is probably one of the, in terms of Christian faith, one of the most conservative men I may know. Oh, without a doubt, no, he doesn't listen to jazz, right? <laughs> so, and brother, he probably he probably was on the fence about sacred love songs with TD Jakes. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, Sheila, I don't know, um, but he would still say that. Yeah, and he said that because if God came right now because of your confession. Mm-hmm. We gonna end up in the same heaven. In the same like, place. Ain't, ain't no special heaven. We gonna end in the same place. <laughs> ain't no special heaven. In the same place. <laughs> Don't you do know that the 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 the, uh, the the robber who was on there with with, with yes. Christ ended yes. up there with Christ. Yes. The same like, place. <laughs> the same place. So again, to your point, I'm not gonna get caught up in who's holier than who. Who mm-hmm. does this the right way? Me and Brian have said it before. The formula is simple. Yeah. Love God. Love people. Mm-hmm. Follow your convictions yep. through the leading of the Holy Ghost. Yes. Live a life. Many of our laws align mm-hmm. with the commandments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So the Bible says, do not steal. It's against the law to steal anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Bible tells us to honor what sees. So we supposed to, the Bible commands us to follow the law of the lands. Right. Yeah. So, so many stuff is already embedded in our everyday life. So live, <laughs> live what you believe to be a righteous life. Right. Yes. I'm not saying avoid doctrine and theology. Mm-hmm. It's not what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. But follow the principles of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And as the Lord matures you, yes. as the Lord continues to sanctify you, 
as mm-hmm. the Lord continues to develop you, there are some things that your spirit may be like, mm, I don't rock with that no more. Mm-hmm. Or mm, I don't want to do that no more. It doesn't make it wrong, mm-hmm. right? Even Paul says that some things are not unlawful, but they're not mm-hmm. expe- however, the, yeah. Yeah, however the scripture goes, right? He yeah. even recognizes that some of this, not some of this stuff ain't wrong. It's just not what glory does it bring. Right. And I'm going to ask you that when you're on Facebook, when you're on Instagram, when y'all making those videos, what glory does that really bring? Mm. Mm. And I would venture to say none. Yep. It, it doesn't. Because you're so in discord, bad. and that's something actually that God describes as y'all want to talk about hate. That's an abomination. He misses that as something he actually hates. Not just, oh, that's a little sinny sin sin. No, no that's just, an abomination. He specifically says, I really don't mess with that. Yeah. So, mm. and you dress mm. it up as, I'm just protecting my brother, my sister. Right. And, and that's I, really I, not what I got to speak out for the body. And, and you're leveraging your platform you're not. to be divisive. I want to yeah. sit with that revelation. Please do. Please do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, anyway. what, what Kimberell say? <laughs> be all the way blessed. What did she say? Oh, I forget what she's the Kimber. Madam Burrell has several <laughs> quotables. Um, <laughs> so, but I forget what she says. Be sweet and blessed. Exactly. But anyway, with that, you got anything else you want to rant about? Or? Nah, I, I had something, but we 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 had we we ranted enough. We're good. Okay. Well, with that being said, let's do Except this has been another episode of Jigsaw Podcast. Yes. I was going to say one of my favorite episodes. Oh yeah, without um, a doubt. This yeah. this year in 2023 specifically, and um yeah, so we thank y'all. We appreciate y'all. I know we told y'all last time we got some other stuff coming, and we really do. Uh, so please look to hear from us by the end of the month about some really big announcements about stuff that's coming up, and I can't wait to share and experience that with you. Um yeah, that's all I got, Brian. Uh, yeah, continue to uh, follow, like, subscribe, and all that kind of great things. We are on every single platform for podcasts. Make sure you leave a comment. Uh, make sure you engage in any posts that we do have. Share all those things. Uh, let us know. Uh, at the end of the year, we usually do a recap. Let us know mm-hmm. some of your favorite episodes. DM and say, hey, this is one of my favorite episodes. I like this episode. Let us know uh, what episodes you liked you, and encouraged you. We like to hear feedback. It's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow Josh and I am Josh Rogers. Follow me and I am Brian Hare. Follow the Jigsaw Podcast on IG. Uh, just stay focused, stay engaged with us. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, hit us up at the Jigsaw uh, at gmail.com. And uh, we do thank you. Before we head yep. out, Josh, let the people know what they need to do. All you can do is what you can, while you can, the very best ways that you can, but in all you're doing, please, please, please don't get caught with your work undone. Love y'all. See y'all next Peace. week.